my sanctuary and so I like to make sure my space is like yeah it's like it flows it's calming it's like it it represents who I am so when some you know like when you walk into someone's room they're like oh this is your vibe I get it I I see you in your room this is like what I'm trying to do it's just like nah my living room can look like trash but my room needs to look like me oh okay it does I love that that right away it was just like about expression um I don't know because I'll be honest I'm like oh I can see your room and I can tell that you're a content creator and I and like I mean this with like zero like with no disrespect and I think like um content creators have like their own specific like design going for them right now or like they do they do yeah all of their nose and so I was just kind of like I wonder if she set this up because she's a content creator or like like do you actually like resonate with like what you're seeing in your room yeah I well like I definitely know what you're talking about because I feel like a lot of people have like this like little like dried plant situation going on and like you know just like the frames that I'm that I have and like little plants that I have on my little ledge there but uh there I think for me I've focused on the elements of what I actually like about my space so like for me my the elements that I want to focus on is black metal um greenery and um just like very neutral tones and allowing that to inform my space instead of what the trend is because I feel like a lot of this stuff can be trendy but like after the trend's gone I think that's still what I would want to have in my space regardless you know yeah I love that um and it's all connected to just like this is the space you're creating in anyway so Mm -hmm. it just everything needs to come in and out if that makes sense yeah I hear you So now that I've kind of exposed your secret identity as a content yeah. creator, <laughs> yeah. you've seen my sacred space. <laughs> it's true. Um, I guess, how do you explain to people um, what you do, like what your craft is? What would you tell someone who's never met you before? My name? <laughs> my name. Hi, my name is Cassandra. Nice to meet you is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would... It depends, because I think in the different scenarios of life, there's, you can tell what they're trying to ask you. It's just like, oh, I just need the title that you go under. Um, <laughs> of like, yeah, like, how can I actually put you in a box? But I think there's certain connections that you actually come, come into counter with, where they actually, like, want to know you and, like, know your story, know, like, what, like, what's behind just, like, that title. And so for me, I... I explain to, my, to people that I am an entrepreneur, so, um, and so because that's like a very general space, it um, allows room for, for questioning and like allows room for conversation as well. And so, uh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur at heart because I, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I like want to pursue, but more so I'm focused on mentoring and coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like saying that I'm a life coach yet because I don't really have the certification. So I don't like to claim to be that person yet. Um, but I like to share about my passions, like that I 
love and passionate about mentorship, coaching, discipleship, um, and just being very entrepreneurial in that space, collaborating. Makes sense. And sometimes, and I guess like in something like this, what are credentials really, you know, like if you're already doing these things, it's maybe it's just another piece of paper. Yeah. Fun (laughs) fact. I actually felt like I needed to be a certified Christian for a while. So, you- <laughs> so that was that was fun. Do you get a was Christian a- card? <laughs> I honestly thought that was a thing where I had to have a certificate to prove that I was a Christian or is Christian enough to mm. be like I can share about my Christian faith because I have a piece of paper now. And so that was an interesting journey. Realized I don't need that. <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah, I, you know what? Like, um, me and Oliver Throne have both been to Bible school. Um, did you get your certified Christian card, Oliver Throne? (laughs) Are you officially a Christian? (laughs) Right. He might even be frozen right now. Love technology. I will tell you that I did not. I did not get my... (laughs) You didn't. No. um, But it's not actually what's causing my existential faith crisis, but that's fine. Um, I I think I actually didn't um, commit to getting my certified certificate (laughs) because I was just kind of like I think there's more for me in my faith journey than um maybe what I'll find right now in Bible Hmm. study so I didn't go through it but I feel you on that it's yeah yeah, it is kind of it it is hard I think when you're in a place um well uh, how old are you I am 25 turning 26 in two weeks no way yeah, yeah, gang, gang, Sagittarius. Oh Woo. my goodness. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah Ollie just turned like, did you turn 60, Ollie? How old are you? <laughs> yeah, I just turned 65, but black don't crack, you know? So we are here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so like, I feel like we're, we're in the same age group. And I think at this point, a lot of people our age already have like their degree or whatnot. Um, and I get intimidated sometimes because like, um, I, I think, like, if I'm being very honest, I kind of really hide the fact that I'm like, I don't actually have a full degree. Um, do you do you ever get that? Do you ever feel like, eh, I don't really want to share with people my actual credentials? Yeah. Yes, and no. Wait. Oh, yeah. such a weird space because yes and no like sometimes it feels like almost just like very like I don't know cocky if you flex your credentials be like I got this this and this and this like it does it at the end of the day it's like your experience and how you actually present yourself because like I know a whole bunch of like pastors that are not even like schooled but they're like amazing communicators and like know Mm -hmm. so many like things or even just like a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and creatives like they didn't go to school for that but they're like their freaking like results speak for themselves so I think it's more so of how you carry yourself and like the results that you can actually show for it Mm, it's the different outcome maybe the more tangible outcome I hope yeah yeah and so I, I guess that's why I say it's like both and because I'm like right now I don't have necessarily the tangible outcome to be like it doesn't matter because like mm-hmm. I don't have anything right now so it's just like I feel like I need to flex the credentials in order to um, validate one or the other 
I don't know if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I, um, I wish I could get to a place where maybe I didn't have to flex the credential or like, I I hope not me because I don't know, I do have some, but I, I hope other people also feel like they don't have to do that, you know, to like feel that sense of worth. Well, ultimately, I just really wanted to know, like, how did you, Cassandra, get into what you got into, like, your life coaching thing, your entrepreneurship, all that? Like, what, was there an initial thought process? Was there, like, a conversation you had? What brought you to that point where you're like, I want to do this? Sorry, I'm just going to repeat back the question, make sure I heard it. You were glitching a little bit. Oh. Um, but you're, you're asking um, what, in, what was the initial process for me to actually get to the point of like deciding to be a life coach and like the background yeah. behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would actually say the journey of me pursuing coaching started at a very young age that I didn't really know was me coaching. So I, fun fact, I have a black belt in Taekwondo kickboxing. And so I've been-, been She's been meeting me on the streets and she's been trying to attack me. <laughs> That's what she meant when she's like, I see you on the streets. <laughs> Why is she warning me? I mean, it's just God, great. You're not supposed to expose me like that. I'm I don't trying to know. keep a deal. <laughs> I'm scared because Emmanuel also told me like, that one time, I guess somebody confused you and I, like they thought yeah. we look the same. So I'm like, I don't like, is that why you want to kick my ass? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because you're taking my identity. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> only one of us can exist. Oh my goodness. I'm down for that. Uh, well, go on. So go on. Yeah. Just, so she has um, a black belt. I have a black go. belt. Yes. Um, and so I've been actually coaching and mentoring a lot of um, kids and young adults and youth um, at a young age by like being a s- assistant instructor or like during tournaments I would be their um, like coach on the sidelines and like um, being able to do a lot of that one-on-one stuff like started preparing me for my spot to be actually a coach and mentor and encourager um, to this point um, and I would say what really like and what is it? Spark the flame? What's the saying? I don't know. Whatever. Um, Spark the flame was actually five years ago. I actually got into a network marketing opportunity. It was with Amway and Worldwide. And I know that's a very controversial topic, but <laughs> shout out to Amway. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was honestly like such a great experience for me, especially where I was at the time of my life. And the great thing about Worldwide Dream Builders was it was a mentoring platform and coaching system. And so for me, I felt like that was a place where I gravitated more towards rather than the business vehicle that they use. Like I wanted to, to know how to be coached and mentored and how they did one-on-ones and like how they developed people and leaders. And that was the thing that I like fell in love with. And I think that's why I stayed so involved was because I was so fascinated with how they actually developed people from ground zero um and just like met people on the on the streets and just be like hey let's have a genuine connection um and yeah so that was like sort of my start of like hey this is like something I really love and enjoy 
and then realized that I didn't really like selling products and it wasn't feasible for me. And so I had to take a step back and just go on this whole journey of like, Hey, I really like this, but all that stuff. And then 2020 hit where it was just like, are you actually going to do what you're supposed to do? Or are you going to just like go back into a shell go back into a cave and just like play small? And I think for a long time, I always knew that I was like, um, innately very encouraging had this like coaching mentoring type of like heart and so um it just made sense based on all the areas of my life and I, how I could integrate it together um like fitness business coaching faith all that stuff so it felt like it was the right place to like the next step to do make I see okay so what are some things that like you're, you're doing right now um, in that lane. What do you mean? Like, um, in life coaching, do you, or even in your entrepreneurship, like, are you starting businesses? Are you like, what exactly are you doing? Yeah, so, yeah, so right now, I'm actually not like 100% certified. I'm currently working on finishing up my certification as a life coach. And so, um, I'm right now in the step, like the stage of just like really setting down the foundations, really building out connections and um, just being a student. So basically learning all the areas that I want to be able to speak into um, and a lot of networking. So it's been fun just like being able to like collaborate with other creatives, entrepreneurs, dream with people. Just because one thing that I found very similar with entrepreneurship and creatives is that we're actually facing a very similar battle of like actually like having to step out on faith and expose ourselves to the public and to be able to like share something that we believe will add value to others and so it's been such a beautiful like journey just being able to talk to even just like artists and like people that are doing something big in their life because there is that like common thread of we're trying to do something big and we're trying to add value in our own way. I've, I've been like an artist, I feel like, for my whole life. And I think when I got older, um, there was kind of like a question that we we're all asking, like me and my artist friend, which is like, you know, we could take this to the next level or I've met some people who are already like, yeah, we're gonna take this to the next level. And it involved them um, becoming their own entrepreneurs for like themselves, you know? So I've always seen like um, being an artist and an entrepreneur um, is the same thing. And like the difference maybe is your product is you, which sounds like really gross as like an artist. Like I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no one wants to be a sellout. Um, yeah, and I'm figuring out what that all means. Um, do, do you ever run into that, I guess? Like, is there like a, a sellout version of you <laughs> that you don't want to become? Ollie, I'm going to ask you this question as I think about the answer. I'm like, have you, especially because you've now like released so much music and like mm -hmm. a lot of singles and stuff, like, and just like been pushing a lot of promo do you ever have a space where you're like, am I selling out? What does that look like? You know, in a way, like I understand uh, the desire to or the need to. Um, but I feel 
a sense of comfortable, like I said, I have a sense of I'm comfortable enough with myself that I know what I'm going to do. And I, I do what I like mostly. So to sell out in any other, in any other way just doesn't really make sense to me. But I understand like today it is funny because everyone on their stories are sharing how much streams they got, how many this and that. And I'm just like, to be a musician is the only lane where you can share your stats with the rest of the world to see how you're doing with other people. Mm. And I'm like, painters don't do that, you know? Um, like, I can't, like dancers don't even really do that. They have competitions, but it's not really like, I'm the best of 2020, you know, like this many people see me dance or whatever. It's only us as like um, sound stripers, I guess. But I don't know, I feel like I want to, but I try not to. So it's always that back and forth battle, I feel. Some days I'm losing my sanity. I'm living in this fantasy. I'm zero degrees, more saying than Victor's ads with psychopathic tendencies. A part of me that wants to be a part from me. Wants to set out to set out the greatest venue. Get a part, no, it's not about the amount of the revenue. This speech won't find your carnage. You'll fly by I fight the fathers. Yeah, you're upper class, but I'm rocking that dragon glass. We're taking dugger tones, but I mean, I'm Iron Throne. Sit back, watch the Game of Thrones. I'm playing the scenes like Game of Thrones. This speech won't find your carnage. Can you imagine stats, like, as a painter? That's like, I've done this many strokes. Or, like, I don't know, would you, I, would you just calculate how much art you've ever sold? Like, yeah, it, it is interesting that we have metrics as an artist yeah and recently in the past week I, i've really been like reevaluating where 2020 has gone uh and like especially because um me and ollie like, like we work on music together and stuff and i was kind of just have to check myself and be like is this what i want to do is this what i want to do and i think i spent a lot of time this year thinking about content creation more than art and now it feels funny saying that to you because I'm like still saying oh but you're like an artist even though like you're a content creator but it's just like sometimes I don't feel like I'm really being myself um and I know like Ollie has said before I hate promo like he <laughs> hates doing like but, do you agree Ollie it's the worst it's the worst thing <laughs> he hates it and so like even though we know like there's like that element of like design and like visual stuff that comes with um, doing like content creation. Sometimes it doesn't feel like the same art. And where do you experience that? Because you do all of those things, Cassandra. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually like just like listening back, I actually feel like in some way I have felt that same similar struggle just because another space that I'm also like building out on is on YouTube. And there's so many algorithms, there's so many strategies, especially on Instagram too. There's like so many things that you need to do in order to be noticed and like have your numbers up and all that stuff. And just like, like how just like dare the they show. throw algorithms at us when I'm like, I'm an artist. I didn't want to do math. Excuse yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, just one for one, please. Like, <laughs> just please. Like for like, please. Yeah. <laughs> like. Like, all of that comment for comment please comment thank you comment. uh follow for follow yeah um, kids these days will never know oh my gosh yeah so for me the tendency of like selling out per se is actually instead of fo focusing on like the community that i have right now and like 
actually the audience that I have right now, I'm actually just selling out to the strategy, selling out to the algorithm of like constantly pushing all these like certain types of graphics or like pushing out certain types of videos in order to attract certain like um, certain people to my profile or to my channel. And so it's very, it's very tempting because you know that like it's, it's faster money basically um, if you follow that strategy. But I was actually very convicted in, in starting up my, my, I don't know, profession, my career is to um, not follow, um, not follow like business strategies and like allowing that to like, propel me forward because like I have a business background like I know how to market I know how to create business plans I know how to do those things um but actually just focus more on kingdom strategies and things that I know if I just follow like like remain obedient to those things um like adding value to people like that is like a very like rooted thing is like if you focus on just adding value just trusting that the rest will follow um and so yeah I definitely feel like selling out can be very easy and tempting to do. I think yeah, what I'm feel- hearing is that like you have, you have principles to these things so that you avoid going the wrong way. Yeah, you could say that. You could say I'm a very principled person. <laughs> Why'd you get nervous? <laughs> well, because I'm just like, I'm just like a very type A person. So I'm like, you could say that. You could say I'm like principled, disciplined, structured. <laughs> yeah, I was exposing us earlier Ollie and I was like, both he and I are chronically late. And oh, yeah. yeah, and she showed up in the meeting like 10 minutes early, <laughs> five minutes before me, I don't even know. And I was like, maybe she can help us. Like, yeah. what do you, are you open to that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. Well, okay, well, what would you, what are some tips that you have for us who are oh. chronically late? Procrastinate? Are you a procrastinator? Ollie, I am. Oh, I'm trying not to be, but I am. Yeah. Um. Okay. I because I'm like a very big psych psychology buff. Like that's one thing that I've like been really diving into. Is the reason why we tend our tendency is to show up late is because we actually have unmet needs that we're actually prolonging to not meet. So if we actually meet those needs first and prioritize those we can actually show better in the world. What do you mean? So like for some people, like um, I'll give an example, like if you're in school, like a person's, a person's personality need maybe comfort. And so they, instead of actually allowing themselves to like take a five minute nap, being in like a very comfy, like in their comfy PJs and all that stuff and fulfilling that need, they're gonna fight themselves um, from actually meeting that need, procrastinating from what they actually need to do because they're trying to fight themselves from actually meeting that one need. Whereas if they actually did that, they would be more productive to actually meet that one need. Okay. I, but I feel, like, I feel like that's like, like a, an excuse for me to be like, you know what, like once I have this like next cup of coffee, then I'll actually be productive. I don't know. Actually, yes. You know what? That brings me back to a time at my last job my coworker was chronically late, more so than me. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he was so late that when I was late, it didn't even matter. So I was like, this is blessed. And uh, one day I just asked him, so why are you always late, bro? He's like, man, I have a ritual that I have to do in the morning every time. 
And so now looking back on that, hindsight really is 2020. It makes sense because if he didn't do that, I wonder if he would have been like a different person then. Yeah. So you're saying that it's worth it to be late as long as you get your needs your needs it's, met. Well, like, no, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm saying oh, that's what oh, I heard. okay. That's we what were I heard. looking for excuses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I would call my manager right now and be like, hey, I talked to my life coach. Yeah. It's exactly. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bad advice. I would well, not say well, that. But right. I would say but figure out what your priority needs because probably within that ritual, there's probably two or three things that you need to actually take care of first. Okay. to actually make sure you're good and then you can leave but like if you don't because like there's probably one thing that you're actually needing the most in order for you to be good just got like this pop-up that was like zoom is giving you more time i know i'm just like shoot all right okay I'll take more time they're always about <laughs> that i didn't even realize it's been this long it's cool how conversation goes well i'm gonna i'm gonna try that and i think that makes sense because um i guess when i think about okay like for example something i procrastinate a lot is is my art or like a project right and the the first release that I made, like music release officially, was Violet Tape. And I came to Zero Future Club. Go stream like, it. Oh, yeah, go stream it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I like, I had it already written like in January and it was like super fast, like did it all. And then I like, we recorded it in like one day, like the first take of it. And we're like, oh, okay, this could work. But then um, I was like, let's, let's do this in like February and stuff. And then we just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Um, and I felt, kind of felt like I was like procrastinating it because I was like, I don't know why I was so willing to just like let it slide. But when I think about it, um, I think some of the needs that I had, oh, oh my God, this is so weirdly vulnerable, but like, I think I just wanted some more like validation because yeah, like, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. Because then when I went into record, listen to it again, I was like, no, we have to re-record this. Like, this is trash. You know what I mean? And like, so I was just like, I was just waiting for someone to be, to like, well, I don't even know if I was waiting for someone. I think I was just waiting for me to be like, this is enough. This is good. Mm -hmm. um, and if I had that sooner on, I don't think I'd push it back. Yeah. yeah 100%. I think you totally nailed it. Like that's, like a, a personality need that like some people almost like put like a lot of shame and guilt on is just like no like we're human beings we need that and I think taking off the stigma and shame off of that like to realize that is a very human need it allows us more freedom to be like able to lean into that first of all and like be able to meet our needs faster so yeah that's so one another tip another tip would be um figure out like when you are procrastinating where do you distract yourself like what are the things you distract yourself with because like if you distract yourself with like for me i have a high ne personality need for emotional connection and so i distract myself with watching youtube videos because i feel like i get that emotional connection and so 
instead of me having like a phone call with a close friend, I'll substitute that and distract myself with a YouTube video and watch like 10,000 YouTube videos before I could actually focus on my work, which is so stupid. But like, that's the truth. Do we have to like check in with you after this meeting to tell you that we did it? <laughs> Hold us accountable. I'm scared. <laughs> no, like you guys are your own human beings. Do whatever you want to do. Shoot. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> if it works out, I, I'll still plug you anyway and be like, I oh, talked to this life coach. <laughs> thanks. By the time probably that happens, I'll probably be certified already. So Ooh. I can actually be like, yes, I am a life coach. High hopes. All right. Well, I, I have a question. I have, well, I have many more questions for you, but I feel like Ollie might have a question for No, 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 no. Okay. All right. So my question for you is, I guess, when is it the right time for Oprah Winfrey to invite you to be on her show? Ooh, good <laughs> question. Do we look up to mm. Oprah here? I don't know. Yeah, no, she, she's bomb. I, okay. She's cool. Yeah, just powerful woman. Yeah. Um, when would I, I think when I actually at a point where I'm able to actually like realize my, my dream at a point where, cause like part of my dream is to be able to actually use my, my career, my profession, my multiple streams of income to actually fund and support artists, creatives, entrepreneurs, ministers, activists, a whole like plethora of people that are actually doing really great work. So they don't have to worry about um their finances and so i think when i'm at that point i think it'd be like nah girl you deserve to be on the show like you did it you did it exactly <laughs> so when she has her army that's what yeah. i heard my so like, squad kind of... roll up <laughs> yeah yeah like no it. that's like probably one of the dreams but honestly i shoot even right now it's like i wouldn't have much to say but shoot i'll be on the show <laughs> <laughs> i feel that way uh, my main question, I think, and part of the reason I was like, I have this question and I want to ask pe specific people. Um, my question is like, do you, could you share maybe like five things that are on your bucket list? Maybe you've already done them. I don't know. It just like, I think if people heard like, you know, uh, she's a life coach, right? Maybe they have like these high hopes in terms of like, hmm, she must want to do some like really big things. I don't know. So what's on your bucket list, Cassandra? Ooh, good question. Um, for me, one of the biggest things that I want to be able to do is pay off and spoil the crap out of my mom. So like pay off all her debts, all her Amen. things Amen. that she needs to like, shout out to moms. <laughs> no, for real. Like just make sure that she's taken care of, that she lives the best life that she can live, like kind of thing. Like so that's like probably my big, one of the biggest things that I want to be able to do is just make sure that she's good. She's secure and like, she doesn't have to work anymore, like kind of thing. Um, so that's one. Another one would be able to, um, I don't know how to actually like measure this, but to be able to significantly impact and restore family units. And so that's like very fluffy and like very like grand, but it's like a, I think for me watching my family fall apart um, because of just a lot of unhealing, a lot of, is unhealing a word? 
Let's go. With I mean, <laughs> damage. <laughs> damage. Sure. Trauma. Avoiding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Avoiding healing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That. That. That word. Um. So I've seen the effects of just like let's say generational trauma and just like how mm-hmm. that's affected families. I think for me to be able to like inspire young adults and like a new generation to actually restore their family units and do family well and like do relationship well, that would be um, one of my bucket list dreams to be able to, to see that like because of my influence, my impact that I was able to like change generations in that sense. So very legacy minded. Um, that's number two. Number three, bucket list. <gasps> Why am I like, it's, be- it's because you said to me, like, I, I can't do on yeah. the spot. <laughs> and I was like, good, that's all we do here. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think I would want to have multiple tiny ho- homes all over, oh. like, yeah, all yes, over Yes, I world. remember you telling me this. This is sick. Yes, I want to have, like, multiple tiny homes all over the world. Because, yeah. one, I think tiny homes are freaking cool because you're able to actually, like, create, like, very cool spaces without having to spend so much money, but still create a vibe. Mm -hmm. So I'm like all about the sustainable living and all that stuff and like eco-friendly, but it would be so dope to have one in like a beachfront or like in the forest somewhere or just like in the city. So just like have multiple geographical tiny homes all over the world. And I think that would be definitely a bucket list dream to be able to like fly over there be like, okay, I'm gonna chill by the beach for like three months. Oh, so these are homes that you would like own for yourself or you're setting up? I see. Okay. That's well, good. obviously like Airbnb when I'm not there, but like, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's one of my dreams. That's three, two, uh, I would say, um, I would say to be married, like very cheesy, but no, I would like, that's like one of my dreams is like, I know I'm a freaking dope person and I'm oh. very ambitious. And it's not like even just the- like she's a romantic. It's like no, she I'm knows her person. worth. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> she knows her worth or something. She did her work. Yeah. She, 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 <laughs> she's trying to be secure or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, like that would be probably a bucket list because I think for me, um, being able to share like your life significantly is like important because doing life alone is not fun. So just having a person to do that life with. So that's a book, a bucket list dream. Even though people are like, that's a bucket list. I'm like, yeah, because 2020, we don't know if we're going to like be alive for 2021. I need to know. (laughs) This is true. Like, does that mean you like size down your goals or like, we we just like make sure you put extra intentional effort to be Um. like before that wasn't, a bucket list goal because you didn't have to question it but now you're questioning it so you gotta make like nah this is a goal that like we need to do before we die that's true all these people who are like i'm gonna have a giant party your bucket list got canceled like, <laughs> that was me i was like i'm gonna have a big party at like man i don't know i think i thought 30 but then like i i'm past 25 now and on my 25th birthday i was like 25 or 26 i was like no more parties in LA. Like I was, yeah. I was over these big parties and I'm yeah. like, oh, so yeah. maybe, you know, pandemic came at the right year for me yeah. at least. Yeah. No, 100%.
really want. I would actually want my own fragrance line. Oh yeah? Right? Whoa, what yeah. the heck? What would I- it smell like? Ooh. Well, Success. Like- She's a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> what would it smell like? What would it smell like? Success. It's gonna smell like a new car? <laughs> like yeah. a pothos plant? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then you just brand it as, as success. There you go. Yeah, no, that's what success looks like. Right there. <laughs> you can't tell what does it actually smell like. No, honestly, you can because Drake just came out with the line today, and no he way. smells like himself. No, how do yeah. you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't so know what, how he has he does a specific... it. Well, like I can, I can see that, like having a specific scent, like, like base note type of stuff like for me it would be mine would be very white musky floral like that type of thing but no I think fragrance is like very cool because it does like it it captures a lot of memory like the worst is when you like smell a smell and it's just like frick you're not supposed to be in my life anymore (laughs) 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 goodbye see you later you're not supposed to smell like that See you later. Oh no, that wow. it's just like anti toxic. That's what it sounds like, and that's why she's successful. Is because she cleared the toxic that's smell. <laughs> no, for real. That's yeah. why people have like incense and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like I-, I was just talking to somebody because uh, I-, I work with terpenes now at my present job, and basically that's just like the sense in all mm. things. And so uh-huh. for myself, I would have like a lot of citrus or limoni in my fragrance yeah. line. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. oh man, oh man, oh man. I want personally a skincare thing because I've been into that. That's my- Oh my gosh. Wait, can, what, what skincare have you been dabbling in? What's uh, I don't know, just like some random stuff here and there that I found. <laughs> like um, what, olive oil? <laughs> 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 like, no, that's just in the hair. Um, I don't know the technical names, but I'm getting a Fenty kit. Ooh, okay. He's a little bougie over here. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm just trying to take care of myself. So that's what I'm on this season since quarantine. I can't believe that. I it makes sense because like makes sense. I've never seen you with bad skin, and like now I'm jealous. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know what to make out of that. Honestly, I wish Zoom had like better camera functions so you guys could see like how nice his skin is. Just That's stop his glowing. He's glowing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, um, it's interesting you said skincare. Um, I don't know if you had, if you guys had bad skin when you were younger, but what I do want to know is more about young Cassandra and young Emmanuel. Like I, I'll admit <laughs> today, today I did a little bit of research. Um, and by research, I mean stalking. And so okay. I, <laughs> I like went to Emmanuel's Facebook oh, and I tried stop. to find pictures of you guys. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. find, but you know what? You're supposed to be about authenticity, Cassandra. So if you are okay. willing to show me you, <laughs> a picture of you guys, from your, do you I have, have that? I don't have it here on me, but one I of actually, you has one. I actually posted just recently on my close friend's story, yes. um, me and Emmanuel's um, yearbook picture, and we <laughs> were side so by good. side. We were, it was yeah. so funny. I'm we, ready. Show me. I don't have it. I have She's to send lying. it to you. I have, I have to wait. send it yeah, to you. Yeah, it's really, really funny. I, I did know. see some pictures of like young Emmanuel, and I was confused. 
Like oh. every time I see Young Emmanuel, I'm so confused. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you, Emmanuel, do you have any pictures of you guys as young folks? Uh, no. We didn't really hang out. Really? Do you like, guys actually we, remember your first, like, the first time you met and what your, like, first impressions were of each other? I sort of do. I, because for myself, I was moving to St. Margaret oh, I think from do. John 23rd in 2008, 2009-ish. And then I just always came late to class because, like we said, I was always late. <laughs> so then I would sit in the back and uh, there would always be a group of people that culminated in the front. And one of those girls was actually one of my neighbors. Mm. And then they would hang out with Cassandra. And then I would just be like, oh, that's my neighbor. That's, and it's funny because I actually went to the same junior high before St. Margaret with her. Yeah. Such a small oh. world, such a small world. Yeah. That, so that I had an idea. G23 is like, I'm pretty sure that was my rival school. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> that's junior high. Yeah, I went to St. Yeah. Rose. I think we, Ooh, we yeah. Rose, yes, yeah, yes. we've always gone to rival schools. It's just the split between like yeah. living in Martindale, Terradale, Pine Ridge, like all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was actually kidding. supposed to be uh, a St. Rose or John 23rd person, mm. but I moved to the Northwest. I grew up in a Temple, fun fact. Yeah. Templewood, Templewood Road, Northeast. I love East Calgary. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah. I did elementary at uh, father schooling for a bit. And then I oh, say word. Yeah, I was father schooling. I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. I, like, I don't I know. Turn out so ratchet. I'm so glad that I'm. <laughs> I'm. Oh my god. No, this is perfect. Like I. I well, I just want to know. Like, what would you guys actually say to your younger selves? Maybe just Cassandra. I, it's alright if, if you don't want to answer. <laughs> my younger self. Yeah, like your high school, maybe self. Between oh. like preteen, teenager. you are wanted and you are important I would tell her that because I think for me it was just like I was a middle child and so I didn't necessarily feel like that and like I always had prettier friends around me and so felt like I was never wanted by people it was always them that like drew drew in the crowd and so yeah I would tell her that that like now, nah, girl, you wanted and you're important and you're good. You're good. Yeah. I think that's what all of us might say, maybe, to our younger selves. Yeah, really hit it on the nose. Um, I think I've been spending more time um, thinking about things visually again, mm -hmm. which, like, I see myself primarily as, like, you know, I make music or I do like storytelling type thing, like anything where I could tell a story, that's where my art is. So that's why there's poetry. Um, there's like videos here and there. Uh, so I, I think, I think more has actually happened than I expected this year. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kept me going. Like Zero Future Club started like last year. Right. And kind of sucks because, um, our second first this year happened during a pandemic, but i we ended up doing like a lot of things still. And mm -hmm. that's really kept me going is just knowing um, we made it through this year. Right. Or like, we're always finding a way or in the end of it, um, we're fortunate to be artists. So like, I'm always going to have my voice 
and like as long as I have I don't know like people who are willing to work with me I think that's what's helped me go this year is like people have been willing to create for themselves and so I'm able to join in and participate where I can yeah I'm thankful for those who are doing it still Yay, community creation yeah cry so <laughs> I could see that well yes. I don't know if I have any more questions um I've learned so many things here yeah it's it's always nice to talk to you, Cassandra. So thank you for your time. Thanks for, for the opportunity, guys. No. Yeah. Yeah. She was almost gonna do this with AirPods on. Stop. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of flex on you guys. I yeah. know it didn't happen. I'm thankful. I feel <laughs> I'm less intimidated. <laughs> Just like that bougie flex. It's not even mine. It would it's it's borrowed. It's not uh, it's a fake flex. Uh, that's kind of where Calgary is. But anyway, you didn't hear Ooh. that from me. <laughs> the shade. Ah, that's all I am. Anyway. Nonetheless, where can we find you and follow and support you, Cassandra? Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me on Cassandra.viola on Instagram or Cassandra.co. Cassandra.co is my more life coaching Instagram. So I post more of my stuff there. Um, and then I also am on YouTube, so you can just search up my name, Cassandra Viola, and yes. my content should pop up. And we will have all of that linked everywhere, tagged everywhere. Bless. One day, so thank you. I will get a so, picture of young Cassandra, young Emmanuel, one day. Yeah, That's we'll, post it. we'll post it. I'll, we'll post I'll it. You, I'll, I'll give you some promo, promo <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Boom, yeah, from the archive. Bless. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Super Friends. And thank you to Cassandra for joining us on this episode. You're very wise and you've taught me a lot over the years as being your friend. Um, all of the music that you heard uh, came from Violet Tape, Otter's debut project. And you can find that on every single platform that you listen to music. And you can also hear that one song from myself. It's called, um, what is it called? Oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, that's on my first album. And that's also everywhere. All right, we'll see you next Thursday. Peace.